This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Parkinson's disease has historically been portrayed in books and images as a disease affecting elderly white men. But that image is wrong. The disease can affect people of any race or ethnicity, women as well as men, and even younger people. The perceptions of the disease, based on old photos and drawings of people with PD, has led to its under-recognition and therefore under-treatment, especially among the black community. Compounding the problem has been access to care, as well as some distrust of the medical community based upon historical wrongs done to them. I spoke with Denise Coley, who since her diagnosis has been very active with the Parkinson's Foundation at the national level, and she now chairs the Mission and Outreach Committee of the California Parkinson's Foundation Advisory Council. She discussed the need for better awareness of Parkinson's disease in the black community and some ways that that can be achieved. Being a highly proactive person, Denise describes how she set out on her Parkinson's journey. After my Parkinson's diagnosis, I immediately began the daily Parkinson's disease research. And in my research, I found out about the Parkinson's Foundation programs that were available, and I was invited to attend PAIR, which is a research program that trains people with Parkinson's disease and their care partners to become involved in the research process and to become a research advocate. From there, my husband and I had a heart-to-heart discussion, and we jointly decided to become Parkinson's advocates for awareness, resources, and research. Then I joined the Parkinson's Foundation, People with Parkinson's Advisory Council, and after that, and also coinciding, I joined the California Parkinson's Foundation Advisory Council, and I am the chair of the Mission and Outreach Committee. I also am on a WPC, World Parkinson Coalition, clinical research working group, and I'm also a member of the Wellness Committee of PD Avengers. 
it sounds like you're deeply into this. So what would you say your experience as a black woman with PD is possibly compared to men, black men, white men, white women? Do you get a sense that there's a different approach to you or by you? Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least, Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. Yes, more often I get the comment that you don't look like a typical Parkinson's patient. There are no support group meetings for black women that I'm aware of. Black women and men are slower to get diagnosed. It's difficult to access care. Sometimes it could be six months to get into an MDS or neurologist. I have learned to be my own advocate and be empowered for my Parkinson's disease journey and take my care partner with me to all meetings. In some cases, it is hard to be heard. If they are surprised that it is a black woman sitting across from the doctor and that the diagnosis is Parkinson's, we especially need to be heard regarding medications, risks, and drug treatment, and whether or not they've been tested on black women and men. Do you think there are misperceptions or fears or lack of knowledge about PD in the black community, not only among physicians treating them, but within the community itself? Yes, there are fears because there have been previous studies on Henrietta Lack and the Tuskegee Project. People are concerned that they will be used as guinea pigs. There's a lack of knowledge about Parkinson's disease. Some people will think shakes is nothing to worry about and it's a sign of just getting old. Others think it doesn't affect black women and men. They have never seen anything other than the old men pictured with Parkinson's. They may be unaware that it affects all ages, all genders, and all ethnicities. How and where can health literacy be improved and communicated? Health literacy should be communicated when you go to the doctor so they can give you the information. But more often than not, if there are community services within uh, different communities, they can also be helpful in uh, health literacy. Right. Churches, hair salons, senior centers, things like that? It could be in any of those situations. But also, remember, as you go into the community, you have to find a trusted person in the community to help open doors and make sure that you're getting to the right connections that will widely spread and distribute the information. P 
PD generation is a genetics study in the community for people with Parkinson's, and it's really expanding to thousands of people. What's been your experience with PD generation and why you think genetic testing is important in the black community? Well, I was one of the first few people to be tested on the in-home PD generation. And to me, genetic testing is important for all people to be tested so that it's all-inclusive. The more information that is gathered in the database will help treatments, therapies, and the possibility of finding new genes. So I'm encouraging everyone who has Parkinson's to try to be tested. Most family members will ask the person with Parkinson's, which happened to me, to get tested. Some of my younger relatives, they wanted to know if there was a risk to them or their family members to have or do they have Parkinson's and wanted to know what the symptoms that were. And there were other considerations that you think about. Parkinson's disease generation meets an unmet need. They're giving the genetic tests and they are affordable. Parkinson's disease is not affordable and it's not covered by some health insurances. So that's a problem for people in the community. And then there are many genetic tests that do not offer genetic counseling, which can help interpret test results, which people want to have more information about. And people with Parkinson's do not know if they carry genetic changes that are important to Parkinson-related genes. For instance, I have two other people in my family that have Parkinson's disease in the maternal line over the last two generations. And PD Generation is the first of its kind national initiative that offers genetic testing for clinical relevant Parkinson's-related genes. And the genetic counseling is so important so that people can understand what they've gotten and what the risks are, and it's at no cost to the people who've done it. And participation in PD gene can and will and has been done at home, mainly at cheek swab, just like all the other genetic tests that you have, and then you send it in. So it's very easy, it's not invasive, and you get the genetic counseling. Great. Let's move on. You've been involved with a book called PD Movers, We Keep Moving. In general terms, who are the PD movers referred to in the title? The PD movers is a group of black individuals and African-Americans. They are people with Parkinson's and care partners who are affected by the Parkinson's disease and have come together to establish a network of trust and support as well as create culturally sensitive educational resources to allow individuals and families to live well and thrive with Parkinson's disease. What's the book consist of and what are its goals? So the book is a compilation of narratives of African-American and Black individuals and caregivers who are living and thriving with Parkinson's disease. The goal is to inspire and connect individuals in the community by sharing the experiences and stories of African-Americans and Black individuals with Parkinson's disease. We hope the stories will educate others by removing the mysteries and misconceptions of Parkinson's disease and provide useful resources regarding diagnosis and treatment to allow others to thrive with Parkinson's disease. Does the book help break stereotypes considering it involves people in the black community and not a bunch of only old white guys or at all? And does it raise awareness of PD in communities of color? The book itself is a collaboration of knowledge and perspective of people with Parkinson's disease, care partners, and health professionals. When you look at the book of raising awareness of the African and Black communities, people can see 
black and brown people and read their stories who look like them. We have received a lot of feedback regarding the raising awareness and positive outcomes. Some of the comments we've gotten is people from different cultures have asked for access to the book to share with families and friends. People use the book to open discussions about Parkinson's disease with family and friends and children. Children have enjoyed the book and specifically enjoyed the stories through the illustrations alongside the book. And medical professionals have been happy to see this book, and they share it with their patients and communities. And many organizations have placed the book on their websites and are incorporating it in their webinars. And people have stated the inclusion of symptoms, medical information is a great compilation. And lastly, this is what was missing and what was needed to inform their communities that Parkinson's affects all people, all genders, all ages, and ethnicities. People have read all 63 pages in one setting. That's pretty phenomenal. Besides narratives, does the book present any practical tools or resources? Yes, the book itself is an educational tool that includes people's lived experiences and stories, Parkinson's disease symptoms to look out for, to understand Parkinson's disease as a health problem, and break down the myths of Parkinson's disease. And the last two are Parkinson's disease treatment education, especially the importance of exercise, and the existence of deep range uh, surgery to lead debilitating tremors. And lastly, it has exercise sources, simple but valuable patient activities, and diversity of options for people with Parkinson's. How can people get access to the PD Movers book? People can access the site by going to the Columbia University website and look up PD Movers. You can go to the links on PD Movers pages of Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. In a nutshell, what's the message you want to tell people in your wider community? To me, it is important for people to have access to Parkinson's disease information and resources to help them on their Parkinson's disease journey. This is a book that brings information in an illustrative form that breaks down barriers and provides a tool to reach more people to help them find hope and guide them on their Parkinson's journey. So I would suggest everyone listening to the podcast that they go to the Columbia website and Parkinson's disease and download the book on PD Movers. Great. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.